Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Even a weekend can't stop this. A full couple of days away from this nonsense. And here we are, back at it again. If you thought that the weekend hiatus was going to calm the derangement syndrome that New Orleans Saints fans are suffering from, you are mistaken. You are wrong on so many levels. Now, I'm going to evangelize for a few minutes about this because it's gotten even better. Just when you thought it couldn't get better, 
It gets better. The NFC title, forget the Super Bowl. Who cares that the teams are in Atlanta already? Who cares about that? It's all about the NFC title game, and it's still simmering. It's still simmering, bubbling over. Now, I want to give credit where credit is due. Adam Schefter, who stoked the flames, is what he did, uh, bringing back a story that was already out there last week but wasn't reported by the mainstream and now it's been reported by the mainstream, so here we go. Right? Just It's just great. Just absolutely great. So Schefter uh, rehashed some of the early deep state conspiracy theories that were going around about the outcome of the NFC title game. Now, if you didn't see this particular story because you have a life and you're not, you're not paying attention over the weekend, you might have missed it, uh, but I'll give you the thumbnail version. Essentially, what was reported now is that the NFL brass – The big shots of the NFL are freaking out, right? They're freaking out. Why? Because of optics. Not one, not two, not three, but four of the officials who worked the NFC championship game were from the Southern California area. Four of them. Oh, holy sweet Jesus. Four officials in Southern California, they live there. Now, those referees were the ones that were most responsible for the non-call, the great non-call, the Ram-Saints game there with Nickel, Robbie Coleman, uh, Roby Coleman there at the end of that particular game. And so the way the story's being told, the spinning of the yarn on Park Avenue, the mafia that run the NFL, they're in damage control mode. And there is talk of drastic changes to how the NFL hands out future officiating assignments. Major sea changes on Park Avenue because of the Rams-Saints game. They're freaking out that much because of this. So I wanted to get into it. Now the question is, should the NFL be all that worried about how those officials in the Saints-Rams game happened, to, you know, how it looked that they were from Southern California? Of course not. We have offsetting 7,000-strong and red meat. And we will mix all this together with a nice baba ganoush is what we're going to do. Now, first of all, the this is another example of the psychosis that the Saint fan is dealing with. The fact that four of the officials have ties to Southern California is merely a coincidence. All right? It's coincidence. Nobody from the New Orleans Saints, and they were well aware of the officiating assignment in advance of this game, nobody raised an eyebrow from New Orleans. They didn't make it an issue at all, right? New Orleans had a chance to complain, say, I don't like this officiating crew. Had that non-call not been made, or had it been made, then nobody would have made an issue at all. Would have been brought up, right? As the old line goes, correlation is not evidence of causation, but in the eyes of the delirious, that just doesn't resonate. Right? The, the officials blew calls for both sides. So damage was offsetting. Right? Did the officials from Southern California, let me ask you this, the officials from Southern California, did they also decide not to call the vicious, illegal, thug-like face mask penalty that would have could have ended the career of Jared Goff, could have broken the man's neck. They didn't call that on a previous Ram possession. The three other calls, which were blatant, that the Saints were the beneficiary of, was that also part of the conspiracy by the four officials 
the four men out from Southern California? Was it? Was it? Of course not. Of course not. Right? Did the officials also tell Sean Payton not to run the ball? Were they interfering with the Saints' play calling? Forcing the Rams to burn all their timeouts? Well, Payton could have done that. He didn't. Did the mandate come down from the officials? Did they tell the Saints' defense not to stop Jared Goff from getting into field goal range at the end of regulation? Was that a, a directive by the officials? Did the referees orchestrate that Drew Brees throw a ill-timed pass that was intercepted in overtime? Did that come down from the SoCal Four? Did it? Did it? Yeah. Did the referees tell the Saints, blow three double-digit leads at home? Greatest home field in the history of mankind, I was told. Did the Southern California Four tell the Saints to do that? Now, all the planets lined up in a row because the four SoCal officials called the game. Or the Saints fans have hysteria. You decide. Now, secondly, someone should have let the Rams know that the fix was in because it would have saved a lot of anxiety, a lot of angst. A story that has not been regurgitated very often here the last couple of days. Before the NFC title game, the Ram fans were up in arms. You don't hear about this. You probably don't even know about it. But the Ram fan base was very upset. Why? Why were they angry? They felt that the NFL had rigged the game. It was a rigged deal in favor of the Saints. Whoa, come on. What? Your mind blown? Is your mind blown? Over 7,000 fans signed a change.org petition to get longtime referee Bill Vinovich, the same official who the Saints fans are convinced conspired to screw the Saints. The Ram fans prior to the game tried to get Vinovich removed from the game. Why? Because according to the petition addressed to the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, the Rams had almost double the penalty yardage assessed to them as compared to their opponents in games Vinovich had officiated going back six years. Say what? Over 7,000 strong men, women, and children signing a petition from the Ram side of it because they were convinced that Vinovich was an anti-Ram official. And now after the game, the Saints fans are like, oh, no, he's a pro-Ram official. What the bleepity bleep? Now, I read somewhere that the Rams, the last eight games Bill Vinovich had officiated, the Rams were 0-8 in those games prior to the NFC Championship game. The petition said whether or not the bias is intentional, there is too much data or data to demonstrate a pattern. And for cooperation as big as the – or the corporation, rather, as big as the NFL, to see the pattern is highly un. Likely. The, Take that for data. There you go. The slam walk out. The, the magnitude of this game, too large, they said, for referees. to They should be neutral, plain and simple. And the petition also noted that Vinovich is the only referee to eject the great Aaron Donald. And here we are over a week later, the script flipped 180 degrees on its side. So we're supposed to believe that Bill Vinovich was an anti-Ram official, even though the previous eight games he did involving the Rams went in favor of the other team, but since he lives in Newport Beach, 
Corona Del Mar. He is biased for the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Six years of, of data penalized the Rams, almost doubled the other teams, but now all of a sudden he had a, a, a change of heart. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, that that is the ticket. Now, there is video. I tweeted this out a while ago. A listener sent this to me. Oh, I guess it's been going around. It showed a couple of penalties committed by the Saints prior to that that infamous pass by Drew Brees where the flag was not called. You saw hands to the face by left guard number 75, Andrews Pete. Uh, there's a clear hands to the face. And then if you don't think that's a penalty, there's a holding on number 67, the right guard, Larry Warford of the New Orleans Saints. But wait, there's more. The pass was also tipped, clearly tipped on the replay by Michael Brockers of the Rams, which nullifies the penalty. Would, would not have been a penalty if the pass is tipped. If you watch the video, it's clear as day. It's clear as night. You can see it right there. Uh, three things the uh, NFL you know, is trying to pacify the hoodlums in the bayou, and so they don't want you to, you know, God forbid we talk about the fact that the Saints committed two penalties. So, again, it's one of those things. You can go back and look at the replay, and you can see here, hands to the face by Andrews Pete, left guard, right guard holding, holding by the right guard of the Saints, number 67, a clear hand-on-shoulder pass. That's a holding penalty. Watch the video. The video does not lie. Now, the final word here. This story is not over yet by a long shot because while we were off our watch, while we were away from our post here, the catbird seat, on Friday, which at that time the government shutdown was in day 35 before later in the day President Trump made an announcement at the White House. But at that point, it was day 35 of the government shutdown. We had Bill Cassidy, who? Representative Bill Cassidy is a Republican from Louisiana, uh, the Honorable Senate. Never heard of him. Well, he was on the Senate floor, and he commented on the Ram-Saints game. We have the audio. Let's go to the audio. This actually happened the lawmakers in the United States of America on Friday, this weasel from Louisiana, did this on the Senate floor. I'd like to bring up the NFC championship game. The state of Louisiana is outraged because of what happened in the Superdome last Sunday. Televisions were broken. Superboy, Super Bowl boycott concerts scheduled. Billboards put up in Atlanta. Fans lawsuits, fans filed lawsuits. Uh, my colleague in the House of Representatives is calling for the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell to come testify in front of Congress on the travesty that occurred five days ago. What happened, in my belief, and in the belief of many, was the most blatant and consequential <laughs> blown call in NFL history. <laughs> yeah. That actually happened. We didn't doctor that. That actually happened. And uh, he, he went on. He had more to say. He said the, the integrity of the game and all this stuff went on and on and on. Well, this is known as selective reasoning or confirmation bias. And if you know anything about that, you know that it is the tendency to look for and accept evidence that supports what one wants to believe and to ignore or reject evidence that refutes those beliefs. Like, for example, as we pointed out, the video which clearly shows the Saints committing two penalties and the pass being tipped on that play, but that's not the narrative that the mainstream wants to go with. It's this great injustice, so we're gonna, you know, people that are idiots run with it. Uh, you also want to have to overlook these six years that Bill Vinovich and his crew stuck it to the Rams. The overreaction has no end in sight. Now the next big moment, 
When's it going to be? It's going to be in a couple days when the commissioner, Roger Goodell, gives his first public statement. No matter what the commissioner says, whether he waits till his state of the league address or not, it will be red meat for the crazed lunatics in the bayou. It's like tossing a piece of red meat into the zoo in New Orleans is what it is here. Some of the other crazy activity, a bakery in New Orleans, is they're making thousands of cookies. They're cashing in on this with pictures of a referee with a circle. Have you seen these going around? A slash uh, through the, the circle with the, the red. It looks like pretty good red, red icing. I'm not a big red icing guy, but it looks pretty good. Uh, the owner of a locksmith shop, is they've hung posters that have taken aim at Roger Goodell. Uh, there's you know, blindfolds being passed out for the, the commissioner there. And there's another woman who's she's hawking T-shirts with a referee voodoo doll going to black magic with pins sticking out of the Bill. I think that's Bill Vinovich. I believe that is Bill Vinovich. So anyway, all right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold Garcias right over there. Yeah, I, I saw the uh, the report as well about the uh, where the officials live. Yeah, it was last I, I week. Mean, I, had to, I had to roll my eyes. I mean, come uh-huh. on. This is, I mean, no, Southern, no, Southern California, is uh, a lot of people live here. Really? Uh, I didn't really, know that. They really enjoy living here. I had no idea. Uh, we've got uh, like 24 million people in the area, something like that, I believe. Is so, that many? yeah. They're I, all on the highway when I'm driving. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's one of the downsides of living here. Living here but, uh, yeah. I mean, enough. No, no, no. It's not done, Eddie. It's not done. And uh, where's, the, where's the NFL going to apologize to the Rams? The, the, the NFL ought to apologize. I saw that video. Yeah, did you see the video? I did two penalties clearly that were, if you had gone back and looked at the replay, the New Orleans Saints offensive line, you had Andrews Pete, number 75, with a hands to the face, number 67, Larry Warford, with a clear holding penalty. Those should have been called. Would have been, at most, offsetting penalties. Plus, the if you want to say the pass wasn't tipped, which it certainly appeared to be tipped by Michael Brockers, then that means the penalty should not have been called because it was a tipped pass. The Saints don't have a leg to stand on. They have nothing. Zero. So take a little voodoo doll and shove it down your throat, okay? Shove the voodoo doll down your throat. <laughs> well, I hope you choke on it. Un- unlike you, I think the Saints were screwed. But were I, don't, screwed. I don't care. Well, you, well, it's you, over. Well, it's, look par- the, it's, look, not it's not a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. We got guys on the Senate floor, Bad Eddie, calls are a part of sports. It sucks, Saints fans, but it's gov- time to move well, on. It wasn't even a bad call. The pass was tipped. They got it right. The referee got they, it right. They, they screwed I've the Saints, seen the but move re- on. They didn't screw move the on. Saints. They would have screwed the Rams. They would have stuck it to the Rams if they made that call. And you choose to put your blindfold on, Eddie. Ignore the truth. Yes, I do. You, you don't want to look at the video evidence. My man, Roberto, over there, he's slapping high fives. He said, Ben, you were right before the show in our production meeting. He said, you're absolutely right. The video does not lie. Actually, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Don't <laughs> lie to me now, Roberto. Now he's, he's changing his story now. He's changing his story. Oh, Here's what he's doesn't doing. Sound like Roberto? That's exactly what Roberto did because the video's right there. The video evidence is right there. It's clear as. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars anyone can win relationships matter and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So there's a certain NBA star who's not happy. And when this NBA star is not happy, he sends out signals. It's kind of like when they name a new pope at the Vatican, they have the, 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 the different smoke signals that go up, right? And you see the white smoke, you're like, oh, man, we got something. We got something going on now. That white smoke's coming up. Uh but it involves the Lakers. Now, they played the Suns on Sunday night. There's no reason on God's green earth, unless you got free tickets to watch that game because the Suns are morbid. 
I don't know who they hired as their coach, but they had to fire him. Oh, that is a pathetic, disgraceful franchise, the Phoenix Suns. I remember when I was a kid, the Suns used to have good teams all the time, but I'm old, and they suck, uh, and they're terrible. But anyway, all right, so the Lakers won that game uh, with their their B or C squad, which is a great indictment of the entire Suns organization. And the number one pick in the draft, and, oh, they got all these studs and blah, blah. I don't think the number one pick's even playing right now. Uh, He's hurt. But anyway, all right, so get to the point. That's secondary. To the Komodo dragging in the room, multiple reports over the weekend indicating that LeBron James, not happy. He would like Luke Walton gone. See you later. Exit stage right as the Laker coach. Who, me? Yeah. So let's discuss. Now, the question is, the way it was reported, I, I like this, LeBron James camp. Like he's a political party. He's got a camp that represents him. So, since I don't want to offend LeBron, I don't want to use the word camp. How about posse? LeBron James' posse wants Luke Walton out. I can say that because LeBron likes quoting anti-Semitic lyrics and music, so I can say posse LeBron. LeBron James' posse wants Luke Walton out. Real or fake news? Uh, This is known as the real McCoy, right? Real McCoy. Now, what is my evidence? I'll get to my evidence in a minute. I've got the milkman, the graveyard, and the machete. The milkman, the graveyard, and the machete, and we will line them up like dominoes and knock them down. Now, hey, Luke Walton is between the old rock and a hard place, as the line goes. Right? That, that's the spot Luke's in. This is a no-win situation. Any success the Lakers have, and they likely won't have any, but let's say they do, uh, it will all go to LeBron James. He will get credit for it. Luke Walton will only be blamed and used as a scapegoat, the fall guy, if things go sideways. Now, things have already gone upside down. The Lakers are a mere two games over 500. They have some very embarrassing losses on the season already. And LeBron, he has not sniffed game action since Christmas when he went down with the Injured groin, which initially was reported as not that big a deal. Initially reported as not that big a deal, but he hasn't played since Christmas, and he has been hanging out at Warner Brothers. He's been chilling with the Los Angeles Rams, hitting the Hollywood party scene, and not doing too much moonlighting playing basketball. Not so much. So the Lakers, they were 5-10 and 10 without LeBron in the lineup going into Sunday night, so now they beat the Suns. So now they're 6-10. and 10. That's a 375 winning percentage since LeBron James decided to take his traditional vacation. This is the longest in-season vacation LeBron has taken during his NBA career, unless you believe the company line LeBron really, really hurt his groin, and he's getting around-the-clock treatment on his groin, unless he's not. Uh, I think it's more likely than not that LeBron, in this case, is the milkman in this situation. He is milking it for everything he can get out of this and just inching along like a snail, inching along like a snail. Yeah, of course, a snail moves faster. Now, part B of this, the Lakers have a flawed roster, which is certainly not the point of conversation here, but it does tie in to LeBron. LeBron's not happy. The team's two games over five hundred. That is LeBron James' fault. Every single move the Lakers make is a direct result of LeBron. He is someone that has to have his fingertips on everything, right? He's a control freak. LeBron James and Magic Johnson, they made a deal with the devil, 
And when you make a deal with the devil, the devil's in the details. LeBron has to have his say on everything. He's like the bride from hell at the wedding that has to have every detail, uh, every every little thing with the curtains and the uh, and the, the plates and the forks and all that. That's LeBron James. So this roster is a group of misfits. And when you put a group of misfits together, you can't be surprised when they play like a group of misfits. You can't. And that's that's what they have. And so that's the cross that Luke Walton has to bear coaching this team. I don't know that Luke's a great coach. I, I've always said that outside of like four or five coaches in my entire life, coaches don't matter in the NBA when it comes to professional basketball. You're pretty much a babysitter. You're a caretaker. You got to keep the guys that don't like the like you away from the guys that do like you, and kind of this divide in the locker room. But but that's most of what you do. That's most of what you do. The, the great X's and O's coaching doesn't really happen in the NBA. It's more about caretaking more than anything else. And so LeBron, how does this all relate to LeBron? But you know, six degrees of LeBron James. Luke Walton is collateral damage. LeBron James isn't going to take blame for this. Uh, He's not, and so it's his standard playbook to fire coaches. This is what the man does. It's the way he operates. King James has the latitude when he wants to finally pull the punch, the final punch, he will do it. Coaches are irrelevant uh, in in his world. They are used as an alibi. When things don't go well, even with all the NBA Finals appearances in a row, it is a graveyard of coaches that have coached LeBron going back to Paul Silas, who was actually fired in part because of Fox Sports Radio. I don't know that we have time to tell that story. Brendan Malone, Mike Brown, Eric Spolster, David Blatt, Ty Lue. Now, Spolster wasn't fired, that is true, but LeBron tried to get him fired. Pat Riley put a brick wall up around Eric Spolster. He's still the coach. In Miami, but let's just say you can start putting together and chipping away at the tombstone for Luke Walton. LeBron James is a lot of things. He's also a coach killer. That is what LeBron James is, a coach killer. Continually changes coaches, and he trashes their reputation and all that and tries to get them removed. It's in his DNA. That is how he operates. Now, the parting shot on this, when I hear – reports, and I hear them often, about LeBron James or the inner circle around LeBron or LeBron's camp or whoever, however you want to phrase it. You know what that equals to me? When I hear LeBron's people, that's LeBron James. Have you seen these people around LeBron James? They don't have a thought for themselves. The people that LeBron James hangs out with, these people are zeros. Uh, they are a bunch of hangers-on riding LeBron's coattails. They've been doing it since high school. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. But that's what these people do. They, they don't have an original thought. LeBron publicly says he has no issue with his coach. He has done this repeatedly. I just gave you a graveyard of coaches that have been fired back in his days in Cleveland. And I recall, especially David Blatt, Mike Brown, publicly LeBron James had been very positive about those coaches. His public position is one thing. And then privately, he holds a machete to their neck. I publicly, he's like, I have no issue with this coach. Yeah. But again, right behind closed doors, he sings a different tune. 
And it, it's how he rolls. And so now the Laker brass publicly, they love Luke Walton. I believe that. I believe they like Luke Walton. Been hanging around the Lakers. He was a hanger on in the Shaq Kobe days back in the many, many years ago. So eventually, what they're going to do here, the, the, the way I see this, my theory is what's going to happen, we're going to get to that Waterloo moment. And so the Lakers, they're not going to say they're going to fire Luke Walton because that's too harsh. So instead, they're going to reassign Luke Walton to some figurehead position in the organization. That way, they can save some face because they like the guy. LeBron gets his wish. They bring in one of his other buddies, some sock puppet to coach LeBron James, some toady. And that's the way it goes. I will set the odds on this. I'm going to say the odds Luke Walton makes it to year number two as coach of LeBron James is at plus 2,000, which implies a less than 5% chance. A less than 5% chance. I'd be surprised if he even makes it to the end of the regular season. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You want to comment on that, you are more than welcome. The number, 877. 99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the festivities if you'd like. We say hi to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, <laughs> Judas Solid Gold Garcia. So I saw Carmelo Anthony was at Madison Square Garden on oh, is that right? Sunday. Yeah, the Knicks were playing the Miami Heat, and... It was not, I don't believe it was Dwayne Wade's last game in New York City, but it was one of his last games, and Carmelo was in the crowd. And the Nick fans gave him this thunderous ovation. Why? They, he wasn't a good Nick. They ran him out. They were happy when he was gone, and now they were cheering for him. I, I, I don't understand that. Because like, he's a famous person, is that why they were cheering for him? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I don't well, understand. They, I mean, when you think about the recent history of the Knicks, which is, if you're a Knicks fan, you really don't want to think about that, but they haven't had much to cheer about. I guess Carmelo was the best thing that they've had in quite some time. He's a slug. But, but am I wrong? He's a slug. He was the, the, the last star player they've had. He was the only th- reason you'd even consider watching a Knicks game. They're in good hands, though. They have David Fisdale, yeah. who's their coach right now. So yes. Coach Fizz. Take he's, that for data. Turn them around. Nobody beats the Fizz. David Fizdale. Actually, a lot of people seem to. On a nightly basis. Yeah. But he talks a good game. The losses, Did Carmelo have good seats, I assume? Yeah, he's a pretty good seat. He's not sitting with yeah. Spike over there? Let's just say he didn't Does get, Spike still go, by the way? I don't know. You think I'm watching the Knicks? I just happen to well, see this. I, I know you're watching more than I am. Well, does yeah. Billy Crystal still go to Clipper games? Yeah, damn right he does. He'll be doing a Clipper game with <laughs> Ralph Lawler, the great iconic Ralph Lawler, the legendary broadcaster Ralph Lawler, who's retiring from the Clippers. But, no, Carmelo was sitting there. I don't know. It's, it's very odd to me that they give him the, the ovation. So, there's, uh, there's Fizdale on the sidelines for the Knickerbockers. All right, we'll take your calls. 877-99 on Fox is the number. 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. I saw Paul George, the Oklahoma City player, launching his MVP campaign. Trying to chances. I saw that as well. Paul George, Fresno State, great. I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's wonderful. It is wonderful. Uh, Paul George, chances of winning the MVP uh, zero. Uh, no chance. Yeah. 
Uh, he's in, first of all, he's in Oklahoma City, which is a problem. There's only one guy that gets any attention in Oklahoma City, and it ain't Paul George. And let's let's look around here. You've got Giannis Adentacumbo. You have James Harden on a stat-stuffing expedition on a nightly basis for the Houston Rockets. Then you have the uh, Warriors who have come around here, and you say, well, you can pick somebody, anybody off the Warrior roster, and they could be the MVP. Paul George, does he even finish in the top five in the MVP? It's a long shot if he even finishes in the top five in the NBA MVP. And it's, well, what about the stats? What about the stats for Paul George? Perception is reality for many, and that is a seemingly a dead-end streak. Seemingly a dead-end streak there. They, they had a big matchup on Sunday. The Boy, who, who would have thought a Bucks thunder game was a big matchup? In the it's NBA. true. I'm leading my reports with it. That's how uh, big it was. should be leading with the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Shame on you. Yeah. yeah. Football. See Bum, Bum Phillips. He did it. Wade Phillips, yeah. yeah looking like, like, looking like his Bum. dad. That was awesome. Good for him. I have one complaint, though. The hat should have been bigger. <laughs> the hat should have been bigger. I, 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 but the jacket. The jacket I, was. I should have wore the boots. That might have been Bum's old Yeah, jacket. he may yeah. have taken that out of the closet from his dad. That looked yeah. identical to the Bum jacket. Should have wore the boots, though. Yeah, he could have done the boot thing, but that's a long flight. You know, take the boots off, then your feet might smell up the plane. That whole thing <laughs> might be a problem for for Wade. But yeah, it, it's more of a visual story. But Wade Phillips, he, he was hinting around about it last week, and the Rams on their flight to the Super Bowl. Take that, Saints fans. The Rams on their flight to the Super Bowl. Ha, 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 losers in New Orleans. Uh, the Rams on that flight, Wade Phillips on the, the walk to the plane, he had the, the cowboy head, but it wasn't big enough. I want one of those 10-gallon cowboy heads. I want one of those, like, you know when you go to the state fair, they have those foam cartoon Texas-sized cowboy hats? I wanted Wade to wear one of those, like, but a real one. But he had the, the jacket. And he had to wear the, the Rams jumpsuit, though. So it was an odd look because he had the jumpsuit on underneath. But it good. Why not? Good for you, Wade. Way to go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. 
to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Ben, you have 10 seconds per question. Good. John Wall had season-ending surgery in December, and in the game since, the Wizards have gone 8-5. and five. Now, Ben, some people are suggesting that the Wizards are better off without him. Do you think so? No, they're not. Wall, when right, is a great player. This is a rebound effect for the Wizards. Small sample size. When a healthy Wall is a top-20 player in the NBA, I don't buy that. The problem is he's got chronic knee problems. So this is going to be the new normal for the Wizards. Next! Now, a report over the weekend claimed that Bob Stoops may return to coaching, but for the XFL. Ben, can you see this starting a trend? And if so, what other coaching names of yesteryear could you see making a return? No, this is a fad, not a trend, right? It's already been denied by some about Bob Stoops going to the XFL. I understand why someone like Stoops would do it. You have a chance to make easy money. Right, it's a low-pressure situation. It's simple mathematics, harmless money grab if you do it. The XFL number two is benign. It's not a threat to the football establishment. But that said, it's a pain in the ass to hassle. I say most coaches won't want to do it, so I do not believe it's a trend. Next. Now, 7-1 center Thon Maker requested a trade from the NBA-leading Bucks over the weekend. Maker's minutes have been dwindling. He's now a little under 12 a game. Ben Giannis has said in the past that he thinks Thon can be a difference maker. Do you think he can be for another yeah. team? No, I've seen zero evidence. Now, he is living off his draft status. He was a top 10 pick. I think he was the 10th overall pick in the NBA draft a couple years ago. He has shown no improvement. 
None. He is a defensive player that needs to gain about 60 pounds. Uh, he's not big enough. He gets shoved around by men who play in the NBA. He's got no offensive game. No. How do we do, Koopaloop? You get a C. A C. That's a pass. I pass. I, got, I, I love C's. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, you. And away we go. It's the instant advice line on screen radio. The safety net is off. All the lines are working. Well, not line one's not working, but every other line's working. They haven't fixed that. I guess it's not important for the company. So we will take your phone calls on screen radio. Who needs our advice? We've had several su- suggestions. Larry says, how about an instant advice line on how the Mallard militia can get more free samples and stuff? There's that one. I like this one from Jay Ryan. He says, my suggestion, I think we're going to use this one, for the instant advice line, how to improve the Pro Bowl? How would how could the NFL make the Pro Bowl a more enjoyable experience, more entertaining? It was dull. It was boring, boring. So that is the question. You are the people. You are the feedback to the NFL. How can the NFL improve the Pro Bowl experience? The number. 877-99 on Fox is the number, 877-996-6369. You're live on the air. Let's start out with you on line two. Hello, line two. Thank you, line two. Line three, you're on the air. Advice to improve the Pro Bowl, line three. Let Bella play. Line four, you're on. Go away, Angry Bill. Line... Take that in your pooper and pop it. <laughs> yeah. Line four, your advice to improve the Pro Bowl, line four. LeBron is your daddy. Line five. Hey, Mr. Wonderful, you're a schmuck. Hello, line five. All right, line six. Pay attention, morons. Line six, are you there? Remember. Line two, you're on the air. I'll go back to line two. 877-99 on Fox. No one's paying attention. How can the NFL improve the Pro Bowl? Hello, line two. Got a murder. Got to go. Oh, that's the guy. That's Got a murder. Got to go. I think that one Don't was even... grab your ankles like Real Talk does. All right, line four, you're on the air. Thank you, Robin Vegas. Line four, hello. Ah, they should just play tag, freeze tag. There you go, like James Harden. Line five, hello, line five. Yo, hookers and cocaine, bro. There you go, works for you. Line six, you're on the air. We're giving advice to the NFL on improving the Pro Bowl. Uh, yes, Ben. I would look Roger Goodell and the NFL square in the eye and say, you hang up on yourself, Ben Maller. You yourself, Ben Where's my baseball? Where's that guy? Line two, you're on the air. Hello. Where's my frisbee? <laughs> your, your frisbee's down the street, around the corner, and you take a left, and it's frozen over. Line four, actually, line three, you're next. Line three, you're on the air. Advice to the NFL on how to improve the Pro Bowl. I'm a doctor. Line four, hello. Racist. Line five, hello. Have the Ben Maller show be the commentators. Yeah, that's great. Of course. 
Should pay, of course, don't to, eat yellow snow. That's good advice. They should pay us though. Line one, you're on the air. You're listening live to Fox Sports Radio. It's unscreened radio. The safety net is off. We're taking advice from the salt of America, the backbone of America. Hardworking men and women, although no women, no women really call the show anymore. Can, how can the NFL improve the Pro Bowl? Line two. I want you, Roberta. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's one of my favorites, I gotta say. It's pretty creepy and good, yeah. I like that. <laughs> hey, line three, I hear your voice there, line three. You're on the air. How can you improve the Pro Bowl? Get your team sleep number beds like the Patriots, and maybe you two can go to the Super Bowl. That's right. Thank you very much. And sleep number, by the way, sleepnumber.com slash Maller. Check it out. 575,000 stores around the world. I believe I keep adding on to that. They keep adding more stores every time I do this sleep number commercials. That's they the way. They dropped the guillotine on him. Not, too. not on a sleep number bed, they won't. Line four. Hello, line four. Look, we don't need no devils in the house. We want the lower. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's pretty good, too, though. He's got to be in the top. Many, many French Three. fries. Line five. Hello, line five. Strippers make everything better. What makes everything better, did he say? Strippers. Oh, strippers. Yeah. Eh. Uh, yeah. I thought it was bacon myself, but yeah. Yeah, it's the same concept. Yeah. Line six. Hello, line six. Replace the referees or female stripper. Uh, everyone's, uh, it's great getting porn. Our I'm boys like you. the ballet. My men like the ballet. Hello, line two. Hello. Pookie, pookie, pookie. Hey, there's the original. Roberto has no idea about that, but in the early days of the Instant Advice line, pokey, 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 because I'm, <laughs> on Password, that was a clue I gave, and pokey is slang for jail, and this guy didn't get it, and I so I started. I had a meltdown. I started screaming, pokey, 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 pokey. <laughs> it's so upset. Line three, you're on the air. We're giving advice to the NFL. <laughs> On how to improve the Pro Bowl, line three. A moat with alligators. Yeah, I like that. Anything with a moat and alligators sounds fun. Not in the moat with the alligators. Uh, yeah, I got to nope, get off the air. Yeah. Uh, line four, hello. Ben, improve the Pro Bowl. What about LeBron James and the Lakers? Tamper, tamper, tamper. That's right. Cheater, cheater, cheater. Where's Robert Mueller? Leave, leave Stone alone. Attack the Lakers, those the cheaters. College, that's right. Hello. Line, I'm thank all right. You. I'm a football player. Line five. Leave Roger Stone alone and attack. Attack the Lakers. Hello, line five. Here, Ben. Here's what you do. You come on the Pro Bowl and the NHL All-Star Game and have them switch at halftime. That's uh, deep. That's my duck. If the NFL changed out the Pro Bowl players, kept the uniforms and the names, would put other people in the Pro Bowl uniforms, would anyone know? Probably not. Hello, line six. You're on the air. Hello, that's you. Let Bella play with me. Yeah, all right. No, you're such a dog pervert, you angry Bill. Line so take two. Take that in your pooper and pop it. <laughs> yeah. Hello, line two. You're on the air. Hello. How about all nobody wears any clothes in the stadium or players? Hello. All right. There you go. Roberto's all for that. He likes na- Roberto's actually doing the show naked right now. I don't know if people know right. that. But uh, line three, you're on the air. Hello. Just let Bob Kraft pay for the whole thing, just like he is the Super Bowl. No, the there you go. Biggest you, thing I've ever loser seen in, in Maine. Call in. Yeah, I know. All right. You want to stay at home? We'll debate this. Line four. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Goodbye. All right. We'll do a couple more. Line five. You're on the air. Hello, line five. 
Yeah, move it to the Oakland Coliseum and then let everybody storm the field. There you go. You all flush the toilet <laughs> at the same time and the feces will spill over. We'll do one more call, only one more call. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame Koopa Loop, who will pick the final call on the Insta Advice line. Every line is ringing. Where are we going? Line three. Line three. The final call on the Insta Advice line on ways to improve the Pro Bowl. Hello, line three. Go. Pokey, pokey, pokey. Pokey, pokey, pokey. There it is. You should have picked line four. Line four, what would you have said, line four? AFC, NFC cheerleader skills challenge. There you go. All right. Wasn't very good either. There it is, the instant advice line for the NFL. That's right. You can ram it. Super Bowl Sunday. You'll be able to ram it right there. Champions of the NFC against the champions of the AFC. Well, an NFL star on the record, he's not playing in the Super Bowl, but he wants the Rams to lose. He's pulling for the Patriots. We'll get to that. A star player in the NFL. We'll get to that. We will do it next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.